And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Sue to Sleep Stories for Day 73. Today we are going to be going through the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 1, through chapter 7, verse 35, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, as well as the eventide portion from God Calling, devotional. But before we begin, sweet friend, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and, and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 that if I confess out loud Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart God raised him from the dead I shall be saved for it is with my heart that I believe am justified, just as if I never sinned. And it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are now his child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to him. And now I will ask the Lord to bless Day 73, Bible in a Year, Soft-Spoken Version. Dear Adonai, thank you for blessing us and those who are listening now and in years to come. Help us to glean from your holy word what you want us to apply. Protect us, Lord. Hide us from the face of the enemy and all his cohorts. Thank you for your supernatural protection, blood of Jesus over us as we go about living out each purpose and plan that you have given to us. In Jesus' name I pray by the power of the sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. Numbers chapter 6 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, When either man or woman shall make a special vow, the vow of a Nazarite, to separate himself to the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, he shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of fermented drink, 
neither shall he drink any juice of grapes, nor eat fresh grapes or dried. All the days of his separation he shall eat nothing that is made of the grapevine, from the seeds even to the skins. All the days of his vow of separation no razor shall come on his head, until the days are fulfilled in which he separates himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. He shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow long. All the days that he separates himself to the Lord, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father, or for his mother, for his brother, or for his sister. When they die, because his separation to God is on his head, all the days of his separation he is holy to the Lord. If any man dies very suddenly beside him, and he defiles the head of his separation, then he shall shave his head in the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day he shall shave it. On the eighth day he shall bring two turtle doves, or two young pigeons to the priest, to the door of the tent of meeting. The priest shall offer one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering, and make atonement for him because he sinned by reason of the dead and shall make his head holy that same day. He shall separate to the Lord the days of his separation, and shall bring a male lamb a year old for a trespass offering. But the former days shall be void, because his separation was defiled. This is the law of the Nazarite. When the days of his separation are fulfilled, he shall be brought to the door of the tent of meeting, and he shall offer his offering to the Lord, one male lamb, a year old, without defect, for a burnt offering. One ewe lamb, a year old, without defect, for a sin offering. One ram without defect, for peace offerings. A basket of unleavened bread, cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil, with their meal offering and their drink offerings. The priest shall present them before the Lord, and shall offer his sin offering and his burnt offering. He shall offer the ram for a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord with a basket of unleavened bread. The priest shall offer also its meal offering and its drink offering. The Nazarite shall shave the head of his separation at the door of the tent of meeting, take the hair of the head of his separation, and put it on the fire which is under the sacrifice of peace offerings. The priest shall take the boiled shoulder of the ram, one unleavened cake out of the basket, and one unleavened wafer, and shall put them on the hands of the Nazarite, after he has shaved the head of his separation. And the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. They are holy for the priest, together with the breast that is waved, and the thigh that is offered. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite, who vows and of his offering to the Lord for a separation, in addition to that which he is able to afford. According to his vow which he vows, so he must do after the law of his separation. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is how you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall tell them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you, 
and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face toward you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Numbers chapter 7, verses 1 through 35. On the day that Moses had finished setting up the tabernacle and had anointed it and sanctified it with all its furniture and the altar with all its vessels and had anointed and sanctified them, the princes of Israel, the heads of their fathers' houses, gave offerings. These were the princes of the tribes. These are they who were over those who were counted. And they brought their offering before the Lord. Six covered wagons and twelve oxen, a wagon for every two of the princes, and for each one an ox. They presented them before the tabernacle. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Accept these from them, that they may be used in doing the service of the tent of meeting, and you shall give them to the Levites, to every man according to his service. Moses took the wagons and the oxen and gave them to the Levites. He gave two wagons and four oxen to the sons of Gershon, according to their service. He gave four wagons and eight oxen to the sons of Medadi, according to their service, under the direction of Ithamad, the son of Aran the priest. But to the sons of Kohath he gave none, because the service of the sanctuary belonged to them. They carried it on their shoulders. The princes gave offerings for the dedication of the altar in the day that it was anointed. The princes gave their offerings before the altar. The Lord said to Moses, They shall offer their offering, each prince on his day, for the dedication of the altar. He who offered his offering the first day was Nahashon the son of Aminadab of the tribe of Judah, and his offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was one hundred thirty shekels one silver bowl of seventy shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a meal offering, one golden ladle of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Nahashon, the son of Aminadab. On the second day, Nathanael, the son of Tuad, prince of Issachar, gave his offering. He offered for his offering one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a meal offering, one golden ladle of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Nathanael, the son of Zuad. On the third day, Eliab, the son of Helon, prince of the children of Zebulun, gave his offering, one silver platter, the weight of which was a hundred and thirty shekels, one silver bowl of seventy shekels. According to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a meal offering, 
one golden ladle of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Eliab, the son of Helon. On the fourth day, Elitzur, the son of Shadur, or Shadur, prince of the children of Reuben, gave his offering, one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil, for a meal offering, one golden ladle of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Elitzur, the son of Shedeur, or Shedur. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 7 After he had finished speaking, in the hearing of the people, he entered into Capernaum. A certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and at the point of death. When he heard about Yeshua, he sent to him Jewish elders, asking him to come and save his servant. When they came to Yeshua, they begged him earnestly, saying, He is worthy for you to do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built our synagogue for us. Yeshua went with them. When he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. Therefore, I didn't even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having under myself soldiers. I tell this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Yeshua heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned and said to the multitude who followed him, I tell you, I have not found such great faith, no, not in Israel. Those who were sent, returning to the house, found that the servant who had been sick was well. Soon afterwards, he went to a city called Nain, or Nain. Many of his disciples, along with the great multitude, went with him. Now. When he came near to the gate of the city, behold, one who was dead was carried out, the only born son of his mother, and she was a widow. Many people of the city were with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Don't cry. He came near and touched the coffin, and the bearer stood still. He said, Young man. I tell you, arise. He who was dead sat up and began to speak. Then 
he gave him to his mother. Fear took hold of all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. This report went out concerning him in the whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. The disciples of Yohanan, or John, told him about all these things. Yohanan, calling to himself two of his disciples, sent them to Yeshua, saying, Are you the one who is coming, or should we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, Yohanan, the Immerser, or John the Baptist, has sent us to you, saying, Are you he who comes, or should we look for another? In that hour he cured many of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and to many who were blind he gave sight. Yeshua answered them, Go and tell Yohanan the things which you have seen and heard, that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Blessed is he who finds no occasion for stumbling in me. When Yohanan's messengers had departed, he began to tell the multitudes about Yohanan. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are gorgeously dressed and live delicately are in king's courts. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and much more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. For I tell you, among those who are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than Yohanan the Immerser. Yet, he who is least in God's kingdom is greater than he. When all the people and the tax collectors heard this, they declared God to be just, having been immersed with Yohanan's immersion. But the Pharisees and the Torah scholars rejected the counsel of God, not being immersed by him themselves. To what, then, should I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another, saying, We piped to you, and you didn't dance. We mourned, and you didn't weep. For Yohanan the Immerser came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Behold, a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Wisdom is justified by all her children. One of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him. He entered into the Pharisee's house and sat at the table. Behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that he was reclining in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment, standing behind at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and she wiped them with the hair of her head, 
kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, This man, if he were a prophet, would have perceived who and what kind of woman this is who touches him, that she is a sinner. Yeshua answered him, Simon or Simon, I have something to tell you. He said, Rabbi, say on. A certain leader had two debtors. The one owed five hundred denarii, and the other fifty. When they couldn't pay, he forgave them both. Which of them, therefore, will love him most? Simon answered, He, I suppose, to whom he forgave the most. He said to him, You have judged correctly. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered into your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But one to whom little is forgiven loves little. He said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? He said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. God calling, eventide. Day 73. You are complete. Jesus said, Be happy in me. Feel that your life is complete in me. Know the joy of a friendship in which those who love me share. Know a glad contentment in the security of your projected and guided life. Value the power that union with me gives you. The greatest power that money, fame, or position of the world can give still leaves the possessor but as a child, beating helpless hands against an impregnable fortress as compared with the power of my spirit which can render a follower of mine himself an invincible and all-conquering force. And just to recapitulate the Gospel of Luke chapter 7 this is what was impressed upon me when Yeshua speaks, it's not always in audible words. It's an action. When John's disciples asked, Are you the one that we are to expect, or should we look for another? In other words, is he the coming Messiah that has been prophesied by prophets such as Isaiah and others for the past 400 to 600 years? But he didn't answer or say a word. Instead, he just performed miracles with the demonstrative power of God. 
And then he confirmed with the word said about the Messiah that's coming by healing many blind people, casting out many demons from people. So many times today we look for an audible voice from the Lord, but it's not necessarily the way God speaks to us. He speaks to us sometimes with pictures, like the picture on my podcast is based on Luke chapter 7, verses 37 through 50. That painting, that painting was titled Jewish Woman Who Loves Much, Luke chapter 7, verse 37. Many actually think that that's me. It was a painting that was painted when I was 23 of my looking older, like I look now, or maybe in a few years to come. I've had many ask, when did you do that show? Uh, no, that wasn't me. I first saw that picture in 2010. The Lord spoke in a picture because I wasn't sure if it was right to celebrate Halloween. And this was around the time that I just started to surrender everything to Him. And everything I took to Him. Lord, Halloween is coming up. My friends who are Christian are celebrating Halloween. They want me to go to this Halloween party. What do you say? And what's so interesting is He didn't say anything. Then I just saw a picture that pulled up on the internet when I was looking at costumes. 2010, this picture. I showed it to my mom. I, I wasn't quite the age in this picture yet. And my mom said, when did you do that show? I said, no, mom, that was not me. Anyways, that started a Pandora box of my Jewish roots. I discovered I was Jewish. I always had a feeling that I was, but discovered that I had Jewish blood in my family uh, in the Czechoslovakian side. So Ashkenazi Jewish. And so even though we were raised either with nothing in my generations or Catholic, but no one became born again in my generation until my parents. So I'm the second generation of being born again. And it just, um, it was the way God spoke to me in pictures. Sometimes he speaks to us with action like he did in the beginning of Luke chapter 7 to confirm to John's disciples. Sometimes he speaks to us with the power of his anointing working through his people. Many times he speaks to us with action, with the power of his anointing working through his people. Today, his church in signs, miracles, and wonders. And just to recapitulate the book of Numbers, chapter 6, what stood out to me was the Nazarite vow. All this time I thought it was forever, as far as no wine. But no, it was only to fulfill the days of separation, and once that was fulfilled, we are told that in verse 20, after the priest waves the offering before the Lord, and the days are fulfilled, then the Nazarite may drink wine. I thought that was fascinating. And then I love how the Lord teaches the ironic blessing to Moses and Adon, that Adon shall bless his sons, and this is how, and this is what we use today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face toward you and give you peace. 
That is what my father, my late beloved father, wrote into my Bible when he gave me a Bible that he had put together with tabs and everything, all the books of the Bible, and he painstakingly put all the tabs on each book. And he wrote, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face toward you and give you peace. So sweet. I'll never forget that. So until next time, blessings to you.